Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Ignite Your Passion, with our guest, Carlotta. Thank you for being here today, Carlotta. Would you please introduce yourself? My name is Carlotta Berry, and I'm a professor of electrical and computer engineering in the Lawrence Giacoletto Endowed for Electrical and Computer Engineering at Rose Holman Institute of Technology, and I'm also co-founder of Black in Engineering and Black in Robotics. Wonderful. It's a pleasure to have you today, and I'm looking forward to hearing your story. So why did you choose this career? So interestingly enough, I would say a little bit the career chose me. And what I mean by that is I always just wanted to be a high school math teacher. My mom was a school teacher. My grandmother was a teacher. And I always really loved math and science and teaching. And then around middle school or high school, I had a principal and a career coach tell me that I really had an affinity for math and science. So I should consider engineering instead of um, teaching. Didn't really know what an engineer was. Looked it up because thought it was a train conductor. Found out it looked relatively interesting. And so in high school, I started mulling around with the idea of being an engineer. Because I still wasn't completely sold, I decided to get two bachelor's degrees, one in mathematics and one in electrical engineering, so that if at any point the engineering didn't work out, I still had the math degree to go on and be a teacher. Luckily, I really liked it. I do love teaching as well. And I think I've now married my two loves as an engineering professor. But being able to create things and make things work and use math and science to solve problems is absolutely exciting to me. It's so important to find things that really ignite your passion. And I know you also work with Blacks and Robotics. And I assume that there's a lot of passion in robotics by combining the math and science for those individuals you mentor. Absolutely. And and the great thing, because I'm in charge of outreach and the undergraduate lead for Black in Robotics, is that we're able to hook in people who may not be totally tied to STEM. And the way that we do that is we talk about the multidisciplinary aspects of robotics and that it includes a machine, electronics, sensors, mechanics, software, programming. And also because my area of research is human-robot interaction, there's a whole area of research that looks at how do people engage with a robot? How do you make them feel comfortable around a robot? How do they learn to use it in a way that's user-friendly to them? And that's sociology, psychology, informatics, and things like that. So because of that, robotics, we like to say, is an ideal tool for STEAM or marrying the arts with STEM because there are just so many entry points for it. So when we do our Black and Robotics outreach and workshops, we have adults and children of of all kinds of backgrounds who attend just because they may be intrigued by a robot if they don't necessarily want to do math or technology, et cetera. For sure. Um, What is one thing that now that you wish you knew before graduation and pursuing this career? I just wish I knew that the lack of diversity was not going to stop me. At different points along the journey, You sometimes don't see mentors and role models that look like you and you start to wonder, is this me? 
is this really where I should be? I don't normally act like a lot of my professors or I don't act like or look like a lot of my peers. So is this where I should be in this space? And what I would now tell myself is absolutely. There is no one cookie cutter mode for engineering or for a roboticist. And you are needed for just that very reason to show people that there's many ways in, there's many ways out as well, but that it looks like us and that if we are going to be roboticists and engineers that design the solutions to a global world, international world's problems, then we need to be a global and international and diverse community. I, I love how you brought up the multidisciplinary nature of robotics because yes. um, you need all those different voices on the team to succeed. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I tell my students, because they're all siloed, even though our, our multidisciplinary minor in robotics is for all of them, I need you to get on a team with an electrical engineer, learn to speak a little bit of their language. You may be a mechanical engineer, but you should know a little bit about sensors as well as how to write some software. Sometimes mm -hmm. the computer science students don't want to do anything but code. And I've told them this, you can write this program for your robot, this huge program. Is it going to fit on the microcontroller? Is it going to fit on the robot brain? Because now your code has to come off the robot and down onto something that needs to move. So you don't get those levels of understanding if you stay within your disciplinary silos. For sure. And I think also you, you need to work well with others because it's hard to build a big project on your own. I once met the VP of a, we'll say, major aerospace firm. And she told me this story that she wanted me to tell the students of how they had this wonderful engineer. He was like a genius, but you can't build a rocket ship by yourself. You cannot. And, and, the, and he, he was a little bit of a diva, as she described him. And um, they had to let him go um, because you need to be able to work on an interdisciplinary team and, and work well with others. You do. And unfortunately, humanities and teamwork are where some of our engineering students fall short. They will share with you that they chose this major because they just want to do math. They just want to do science. They just want to solve problems. Why are you making me take this ethics course? Why are you making me take a sociology course, a psychology course, a humanities course? And I'm like, because, sweetheart, you are building these things for people. People yes. are part of the equation. If you can't work on a team, if you can't write a technical report or make a technical presentation, you cannot sell people on your ideas. And no one's going to give you money to make whatever that cool widget is that you want to make. That's why you got to also have some people skills. Because you cannot make all these things on your own. You have to be able to communicate with others. And that's actually the course I teach in the engineering college. So my course is engineering communication. So I teach public speaking, writing, teamwork, and professional skills. Absolutely vital. At my school, they do that in their freshman year, in their junior and senior year. We have freshman design, junior design, and senior design. And the one thing that is the constant among all of them is writing memos, writing technical reports, giving a technical presentation. And now just recently also giving some basic instructions on cooperative teaming. What are the tenets of teaming? How do you do it, et cetera? Because one of those things is students will tell you when you put them on a group project, they roll their eyes. I hate group projects. They hate them because they don't know how to manage a team. They don't right. know how to communicate. And those are vital skills for their future career. So no, we're not going to let you off the team project. We're just going to try to give you the tools to be successful on the team. Yes, yes. And my course actually culminates with a, a, a group project for that very reason. And I tell them, I, kn I know you've had bad experiences with group projects already, um, but this is an opportunity to learn to do it a better way. Absolutely. So my next question is, can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? Oh, there have just been so many. 
I think, try to think of one before I became a professor. I used to work at Ford Motor Company in the glass division. I was a controls engineer. And speaking of multidisciplinary work, as soon as I got there, one of the first things they told me is, you don't know some vital skills we need you to know about your job that are all basically mechanical engineering skills. So I then had to go and take a two or three week crash course on some of these skill sets of things I did not know about ladder logic, although my primary job at the plant was to work on the robots as well as to do programming, logic controllers, et cetera. But the biggest challenge I had was working with engineers and people who were a lot older than I was. I started working there when I was 22. I was one of the only women engineers and I was one of the only black engineers. So I was constantly having to deal with isms. You don't know what ism it is, but because of that, it made it very difficult to do my job because they felt she doesn't know anything. I, I don't know why we're listening to her. And then my boss was like, why aren't you being impactful and effective with your job? There's things I need you to do. I don't know what to do if I ask them to do something and they don't do it. So just really challenging. And I think that also was a skill set in communication. And another thing I talked to my students about is knowing when to ask for help and when to keep trying. But 22, I may not have wanted to go and tell someone I was having problems because it makes me look bad. But then I'm not getting the help that I need to be successful by not doing that. So I like to tell my students and me being from the South, a closed mouth don't get fed, sweetie. You don't mm. open your mouth. I don't know what you need. Yeah. And that's been a huge theme on the podcast was about the importance of asking questions. Yes. Yes. I recently had another issue with this where I was working with someone and I ran down a list of things I needed them to do. And they said, yes, okay, okay, yes, yes, okay. So I walked away and about a month later when I came back and I was ready for it, it wasn't done. And I said, what's going on here? And they said to me, I didn't understand exactly what you needed. And I said, when you were saying yes and okay, what was that meant to be? I heard you. That's not helpful to me. Mm -hmm. Not a whole month has gone by. Yeah. And we now still don't have the things that I need. So. I need you to say, stop, wait a minute, back up. I didn't understand anything you just said. But you giving me affirmative, basically, chance is not helping our, our progress yes, here. Yes, for sure. So what advice would you impart to someone like your students just about to start their careers? I think the thing I tell my students the most is be multidisciplinary and expand and feed into all of your creative passions. Like right now, I am writing fictional novels. This is something that started during the pandemic, completely the other side of the brain from what the traditional engineer does. But using those creative sides of my brain, I'm able to marry some of that into my technical work as well. So I tell the students, absolutely, sleep in the engineering building if you need to do that to get your work done. But go to the drama department sometimes, participate in a play, join the musical. Join the band, be on the sports team, do those other things because you never can imagine how using those both sides of your brain come together later where you're sitting there in the, in the gym working out and you go, I think I could design this treadmill to work better. You just never know how those things will come together. Mm -hmm. So be multidisciplinary. A lot of times when my students are struggling in class, I will tell them, don't go to the 4.0 student for help. That might be the kid that doesn't do anything but study morning, noon, and night. Go to that BC student for help. Because that's the student who remembers what it was like not to understand. And that's the student who probably also has some other interests. Some of the best students I've ever had in class were not the best in terms of GPA. Mm -hmm. But they were the student 
who would stay up in the dorm half the night building some electronic monster and then come to me the next day and go, hey, I found a bug. Can you help me with this? I was like, yeah, what class is this for? No class. I'm just making it in my free time. Mm. Right. That's what you want to see engineers and scientists doing. Creators. Yes. Right. Yeah, I'm not and I'm not advocating for not getting good grades by no means, but I'm saying that creative passion that keeps you going, even when it's not tied to some type of assessment. Yes. And I think also in the struggle, sometimes people learn and retain the knowledge a lot more um, cool. when it comes easy. It's also easy to forget. Yeah. Um, another coding story I give is sometimes I'm not going to give you the answer. Because if it took you five hours to forget that you didn't have a semicolon on the line, you will never forget that semicolon again. Yes. If I want out that semicolon, you'll forget again tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my. You just brought me back to my structured programming course, my sophomore year in college. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you today Absolutely. on the podcast. And I enjoyed our conversation. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey. Thank you.